Arvon Palmer for the Vancouver Sun has been doing some digging and joins us now to talk more about the fallout from the Selena Robinson story. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. And yes, the fallout on this one continues. Uh, the first thing I think to say is that the timeline on Monday is now clearer. So 7.30 Monday morning, the New Democrats put out a statement from Selena Robinson, a statement that's been vetted in the office of Premier David Eby. And in it, Robinson apologizes profusely, and she also says she's going to take anti-Islamophobia training. So my understanding is that idea actually came from the Premier, and that apology was intended to indicate that Selena Robinson would remain as minister and would be out trying to repair all the damage done to the communities that were hurt by her comments. Nine o'clock, so an hour and a half later, the New Democrats meet in caucus in Surrey, and there's a big protest outside, people demanding, uh, chanting Selena Robinson must go, and it's an anxious meeting for the New Democrats. Uh, some of the people that had been standing behind Selena Robinson and telling her, ah, hang in there. You know, hang in there. Don't give in to this mob. Uh, they were starting to have second thoughts. And they were having second thoughts for two reasons. One, the Democrat MLAs suddenly found themselves told that they were not welcome at mosques in the province. And second of all, the party had been forced to cancel a major fundraiser in Surrey the night before. And of course, this is in the middle of a provincial election campaign. Robinson attended the beginning of that caucus meeting and she left. 10.30, the New Democrats cancel a major housing announcement by the Premier. Noon, the Premier talks to Robinson by phone. She's not at the caucus anymore. And he basically tells her, in his opinion, she's got to go. Uh, she agrees to go along with it, I would say reluctantly. 1.30, Simi, the Premier has a news conference at Cabinet Office in Vancouver, and he claims, ah, oh, this is a joint decision, except... The person who helped make the joint decision, according to him, isn't there. Selena Robinson's not there. Why not? Well, the premier says, oh, you know, um, she's taking some private time to get over all this. Well, I am told by someone familiar with Selena Robinson's thinking on this that that was the key question. She wasn't there because she chose not to be there because it wasn't a joint decision. She was basically pushed by the premier and she went along with it. So that's the narrative hmm. as I now understand it. And I think it is less flattering to David right. Eby than he himself made out that this was a greatly reluctant thing. And it was just that she needed more time to communicate. It's pretty obvious that what happened here, Simi, is the New Democrats pan panicked. They've yeah. lost the support of a community they need in the election and a group whose campaign donations they need. And Selena Robinson had to pay the price. I'm curious about what was happening. Like you, you talk about that morning, right? That three hours from the meeting, the, the caucus meeting to when the decision was made. What kind of phone calls were happening? What kind of pressure was being exerted in those few hours on the Monday morning? Well, I think it had all been set in motion on the weekend when the party decided it had to cancel the fundraiser, uh, when the Muslim community made it clear that Robinson's apology wasn't good enough. 
Apparently, even her agreement to take the suggestion for anti-Islamophobia training wasn't good enough. So I think the panic had set in over the weekend that New Democrats who, and MLAs, people that I think some of whom Robinson relied on for support, People who were saying, no, you know, hang in there, don't, uh, you've apologized, uh, don't, uh, you know, there's a mob, there's an actual mob out there outside our meeting. And they were starting to have cold feet. It's an election year. Uh, the premier had had to do something that no politician wants to do in an election year, cancel a fundraiser. And the other thing that was signaled here was his protests and stuff isn't going to go away because the community, the Muslim community, some leaders in it, made quite clear that New Democrats would not be welcome at their mosques in their communities unless Selena Robinson was gone from the cabinet. And so... The premier changed his mind on what he had been saying the previous week, which is that she would be given time to rectify the problem and reach out to the communities, but made it clear she would continue as a minister. She had to go. So hmm. uh, that's sort of what happened. And okay. I, think, I don't think it reflects all that well on David Eby. They, they're trying to make it out to me like this is some kind of principled stand by David Eby. Uh, this is a politician who decided to reverse position and essentially force the minister out uh, once fundraising and support for a key community was in danger. All right, we're talking with Vaughn Palmer, the Vancouver Sun, this morning about the whole Sina Robinson story. I, I wonder, Vaughn, you know, she's issued a couple of statements here. I wonder if it would have helped if she had, you know, kind of done the rounds, been more public in talking about how she was feeling. Uh, you mean how she was feeling about being forced out? Well, no, about how I apologize. Like if the apology had been more public, if she had come out and talked about oh. it, it, rather than just issuing a couple of statements that she had to you know, keep issuing more statements, I just wonder if that would have helped. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if the premier had been more thorough about what he actually thought and felt and why he was standing behind her last week, and accepting her apology and praising her for making it, if he'd been more detailed, instead of just a little Twitter posting, he'd had, say, a news conference on it, which he did finally on Friday afternoon. And I agree with you. Had she been more thorough uh, and gone out right at the beginning, and again, not just relied on social media, but really showed the kind of contrition she showed on Monday morning, I think, yeah. I mean, it's not like people didn't put in the request, right? Like we put in the request. We asked to talk to if she had come on and had a thoughtful conversation discussion publicly where people could hear her voice. I think that would have made a difference. But look at the look at the New Democrats decision on how they managed this thing. They managed this initially because the premier's office manages these things. Yeah, they managed this initially as we're not going to blow this thing out of proportion. We're going to stand behind the minister. We're going to have her apologize and maybe submit to some anti-Islamophobia training and reach out to the community. That was the storyline up to uh, about 9 o'clock Monday morning, including the 1.30 a, uh, 7.30 a.m. statement from Robinson. That is a storyline. They then reverse direction. And they then have to provide cover for everything that happens. So you get that 180-degree reversal. She's got to go. The premier tells her she's got to go. And then, well, we make it look like a joint decision, and we won't let on 
that we've reversed direction because of a threat from a community whose support we need in the election, and we won't let on it's because we had to cancel a major fundraiser, we'll pretend it's just a workload question. When the premier was asked, Simi, what happened between Friday when he was standing behind her and Monday when he was dumping her, he said, well, you know, we realized that the work here to repair relations with the community was going to take a lot more of her time and, and she wouldn't be able to manage the Ministry of uh, uh, Post-Secondary Education. So he's the one who said, he said, it really is just a math problem. It's a time management problem. I mean, that's just BS to me. We know yeah. what happened here. Yeah. He chickened out because he had lost the support of a key community that he needs in an election year. And because he'd had to cancel a fundraiser and it was obvious to him the damage and the protests weren't going to go away, so he sacrificed a minister. Right. And there's been some fallout from this, too. Yeah, a lot of fallout. I see the mob wasn't satisfied with uh, her resignation. They trashed her constituency office. Uh, They want her out as an MLA, too, and silenced, I would say. Uh, Premier condemned that. I don't think he was surprised that the mob was implicated. Uh, They're not going to be implicated by anything like this. And some pretty distressing response from the Jewish community. You know, one of the things E.B. said about the reason Robinson had to go was because she had damaged a community that feels vulnerable and lacking in a voice. Well, the Jewish community feels that way, too. I mean, that's one of the tragedies of what's been going on. Uh, in in the Middle East, and especially since the Hamas attacks on Israel, is that the Jewish community feels isolated and lacking in friends and victimized by anti-Semitism, and and they're insulted that they're treated like they're not victims because they're colonialists, and in that awful phrase, Simi, white adjacent. Uh, You know, that's the real tragedy here. And yes, Selena Robinson compounded it, but... Uh, David Eby's got a lot of repair work to do with the Jewish community, too, because they feel they've lost their advocate. They also feel the government has a double standard. They pointed out that they provided David Eby with cover when his office made two outrageous postings on International Holocaust Day, and Eby said it was just a staffing error, and the Jewish community said, everybody makes mistakes, we accept the premier's explanation. And as they see it, this is the thanks they get for providing him with cover. Okay, and now the next test for the Premier? Yeah. So a big test uh, we kind of overlooked. Uh, Robinson's out as Minister of Advanced Education, or it's now called Post-Secondary Education. Uh, temporary replacement is the next minister. They they have a structure where ministers who step in for each other, so it's Brenda Bailey. But Abe's going to have to appoint somebody there. And, I mean, will he appoint someone who is as forthright as Selena Robinson was in calling out the academic community and the universities for their willingness to turn a blind eye and a deaf ear to people in their community uh, celebrating Hamas. that's That's the other messy part of this. And of course, there are calls out there for the premier to appoint somebody who believes in academic freedom as Hamas supporters see academic freedom issues. So there's this is really, really messy. I, I, it is too bad for British Columbia that we got called into yeah. all this because it's embroiling communities all over the Western world and it's complicated and beyond 
most of our abilities to resolve it. We can't do anything about it, but we can sure see damage and fallout. And you've now got two significant communities in BC, both of whom feel horribly wronged Mm. by what happened here. And Simi, it's possible that both are right. That's very true. Vaughn, thank you for that. Bye-bye, Simi. Appreciate that. That's Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun.